0: This is the Firearms Trainers Podcast, Season 2, Episode 26, published on February twenty 2022. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Our topic today is marketing and serving the market. Our podcast is part of the concealedcarry.com network, brought to you by XS Sites, the best sites in any light and made in the USA. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by ending promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by the team at Mountain Man Medical. Responsible fire instructors have trauma medical gear on the range and are trained to use it. Mountain Man Medical provides the highest quality name brand medical gear on the market at a guaranteed lowest price. Check out the Wind River Kit special design for firearm instructors to have at the range. The Yellowstone is perfect to have on your belt or in your bag anywhere you go. Learn more at mountainmanmedical.com and scroll to the bottom and click on available discounts to learn how firearm instructors can save 15% off the already guaranteed lowest prices on the market. And don't forget to click on the training link to take the emergency trauma response video course for free. Get the right gear and the right training at the best price anywhere on mountainmanmedical.com. Bringing this podcast supporting the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we are joined by Tiffany Johnson from Citizen Safety Academy. Welcome, Tiffany. Thanks for coming on the podcast.
1: Hi, Rob. Thank you for having me.
0: How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing okay. I appreciate you asking. How are you?
0: Ah, not bad weather's uh going from warm to cold but that's uh midwest uh winter and the way way things go and the next 36 hours we've got rain ice snow and you know zero degree temperatures you gotta love the midwest when you have weather like that
1: well uh, you gotta love the south too you guys love the south apparently because you sent us a package of your of your weather so we're going to be getting that this weekend as well
0: yeah (laughs) sorry we like to share we like
1: to
0: share. hey tiffany um Can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do in the firearm training industry?
1: Sure. Um, So I have been training, teaching firearm safety classes for just over 20 years now. Um, I used to be terrified of guns. I don't know that I would characterize myself as an anti-gun person, but I, I was afraid of guns and didn't see any real positive use for them until I uh took a class and Did a 180 degree turn and it was just by sheer blind luck and coincidence that the person teaching that class was Tom Givens of Rangemaster. I had no idea who Tom was at the time, but I guess it was just my, my good luck to walk in randomly and meet him, um, in the very, very, very dawn, the early dawn of my, of my shooting Career and for some reason he saw fit to take me under his wing and he's he's been um, guiding the way for me ever since and I've I've trained with a bunch of folks since then and it was through Range Master that I met Akil Kadir in Murfreesboro Tennessee and he is the owner and the founder of Citizen Safety Academy and so he and I are now training partners and we teach mostly beginner classes our lane is. Accommodating new shooters, fearful shooters, shooters like me, um, (laughs) because I can relate to that person. And we also do a lot of instructor training, particularly with a focus on teaching instructors how to accommodate brand new shooters. Okay.
0: Very, very cool. Which I think uh, a lot of what you uh, just talked about will also feed into our topic today to talk about marketing and website setup because every instructor, has those new students. And at the same time, we've got to talk about how we can, you know, get a good web presence, how we can go along, get a good, uh, you know, marketing approach to it. And uh, you're you're the right person today to talk about that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I hope I have something useful to say, but that's that's definitely a paradox of this this target market because if you're if you're targeting brand new shooters, the good thing is that's 80 or 90% of the folks who might ever take training is people who are brand new. But the the downside to it is these are the folks that you really have to convince to go ahead and hit the go button. The training junkies, we don't really have to convince them to sign up for a class. They'll do it because they love it and they're enthusiasts. But it's the folks who are on the fence who are kind of eyeing a possible training class, but not really. They haven't made up their mind. They're a little afraid. They're a little hesitant. Those are the folks who take who take real convincing. And so we've had to get creative with our marketing. And I'm by no means a marketing expert. That is not my, um, you know, that's not my profession or my area of expertise necessarily. But Akhil and I have learned a lot by trial and error in trying to make ourselves approachable and, and uh, to, to that target market and to accommodate those folks. And so we've developed um, some coursework and seminars and things like that, some content to share with fellow trainers um, with lessons learned and things that have worked for us and things that haven't worked so well for us.
0: Um, yeah, I, I can definitely echo um, those beginning shooters are the ones that need the training the most. But they're also the ones that, um, you know, let's that's, that's, face it, um, I've said it before, you know, you look at Hollywood and, you know, somebody can pick up a firearm and be John wick in about five <laughs> seconds. Right. I mean, you know, everybody's right. like that, but anybody who's experienced knows just how much, uh, practice that went into, uh, getting to the point that, that, you know, John wick could shoot the way, the way he did. And that's where, you know, those beginning shooters, uh, yes, you can pick up a firearm, you can. Probably shoot it with very little um, instruction. Problem is you're also probably not going to be as safe and you're probably not going to be uh, to the level that you want to be uh, without some additional training. And those initial classes are going to teach you the, uh, the the basics for it that all the other classes are going to build uh, on top of it. I mean, it doesn't matter said this before you know whether you are you know a SWAT team and SEAL team or just a single mother you know trying to protect yourself the basics are the same uh for uh you know when you go into those specialized uh careers yes you learn more things but they all got have to be able to go along and press the trigger without moving the sights in order to put the shots on target because yeah if you're if, you, if you're somebody who's trying to defend yourself you got to put shots on target. If you're, if you're a SEAL team or a SWAT team, you're trying to, you know, uh, do your job, you got to put shots on target. It's all, the, it's all the same. It's the That's other true. it's the, the basics are, are, and you've got to build out around that. Once you've got the basics mastered for it. Well, when it comes to marketing, what, what things do you like to do as far as, uh, reaching out to your, to your target clientele?
1: Well, There are a few things that, that we have found work really, really well and make a difference. And, and the reason we know, by the way, that it makes a difference is because we ask, we ask our students, you know, why, why, why did you pick us after shopping around? Or, you know, what was the difference that made you go ahead and hit that, that register now button? And one of the biggest things is having a good, high quality website. And what's the definition of high quality? What do I mean by that? Because I'm, I'm still, I would consider myself an amateur web designer. It's certainly not, you know, anything I do professionally, but, um, from a design standpoint, there are a few things that I really focus on when I'm working on CSA's website or when I'm working on sites for other trainers and that's color imagery and video. Um, Consumers, users, people who are visiting your site, they they want to see movement. They want to see real people, not stock photography. They want to hear your voice. They want to see your mannerisms. They want to see your facial expressions. Um, and all of that gives you a third dimension compared to some of your competitors who may only be um, – you know, just a facade on the internet from the target market's perspective. I'm not saying that's what they are in reality, but if your website is just, you know, one two-dimensional still photo of your you and then eight paragraphs about your background and an email address and a phone number, that makes one impression on someone who's considering training with you. Versus a website that when you go there, you see color and you see action images and you see candid shots from actual classes and you see testimonials from students and people smiling and people looking like they're having fun. And you see the instructors not just being written about, not just being represented verbally, but actually being pictured in the flesh and moving and speaking and, and making jokes and laughing and presenting themselves as real human beings, just like the audience that's considering training with them. That's where it the difference is really, really, you know, measurable, in my opinion.
0: Hmm. That's uh, good. Do you have any suggestions on how to go along and uh, you know get those uh, videos and uh, and different things like that? I mean, d- does it does it take a professional photographer? Or can can you go along and do that with your you know your your new am- new Android or iPhone?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. It's one of the first things that I tell folks when they ask me. About websites because a, a, a common excuse is, well, I can't afford a photographer. But everybody's camera on everybody's smartphone is a thousand times better than the average, um, you know, Polaroid camera that you may have owned just five years ago. So for our purposes, I mean, if you were creating a website that was meant to showcase a portfolio of professional photography, then no, your cell phone would not do the trick. But we're not photographers. We're firearms trainers. So nobody's going to come to your website and say, oh, what horrible pictures. They will come to your website and say, why aren't there any pictures? Mm-hmm. So um, so the, the answer to your question is no, you don't need a professional photographer. If you've got one, great, because the better the pictures, the better the impression. But... Everything on our website was taken with my personal cell phone. It's an Android. And a few of the images are taken with an iPhone. And that's that's really all you need. It's plenty for our purposes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And considering most uh, website images and things like that, they tell you to keep them under a couple megs. And mm-hmm. most cameras can you know android or iphone can make you know 20 30 meg image because mm-hmm. you know it's a you know 12 megapixel different things like that so you actually want to have lower resolution of it because you don't need to be the website picture you don't need to zoom in and be able to read you know the newspaper print you know that somebody's looking well, at or things like that
1: so one trick that i will tell folks is depending on your smartphone if you have a like a mid-range smartphone then Yes, the pictures that you take should be fine. I would not lower the resolution. And the reason is because you don't need people will not your, the visitors to your site won't need to zoom in, but you may find that you need to crop some of your pictures before you post them on the mm-hmm. website. So that's easier to do if the, if the picture is at a higher resolution to begin with. You can always lower the resolution in editing. You can never raise the resolution. So when in doubt, Snap the photos with a higher resolution. If you've got the shot, once you've got the shot that you want, you can lower the resolution so that it won't bog down your site um, if that's necessary.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and that, there's uh, tools that you can use to see see how much your your uh, web pages are downloading, such so yeah. to speed them up, and that's where you can lower the resolution. But to your point, you may want to go along and do a you know close up uh, photo um, and not not put the entire 20 meg picture there, but you might want to go along exactly. and zoom in so that you make a five meg picture. Uh, so it looks and you can get the detail that you really want with a specific grip or site picture. Those, those types exactly. of things. Exactly.
1: Perfect. Yep. I agree. You
0: know, um, when it, co- it comes to websites and things like that, what, what platform uh, content management platform do you recommend for uh, instructors?
1: So, um, in nowadays with web 2.0 and we're really kind of, uh, getting into web 3.0, I, there are a lot of do-it-yourself content managers out there that are strong. Um, there's Wix, there's Squarespace, there's, um, um, what is another? There's another one that starts with an S. I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, all of the big ones that you see the the commercials for, they're all fine. Um, Google has a really good content management system. Now I know a lot of trainers that built their sites on, on um, uh, Google or GoDaddy. Uh, a lot of people who buy their hosting and their Domains from GoDaddy—they'll just—they're going to be marketed to um, build your mm-hmm. website in twenty minutes or less. You know, and a lot of people will just go with that. Google Sites is not as popular as it used to be, um, but the platform that I now use exclusively is WordPress. And that is not to say that WordPress is necessarily any better than any of the others. And so I'm not—I'm not here to be a you know a spokesperson for WordPress. It's just that in the course of what I've been doing, I I just happened to do more on WordPress than on any of the others, and I grew comfortable with it. And so now I use it exclusively just because as a matter of time management, I know exactly what I want to do on WordPress, and I'm more familiar with it. But typically, my general impression with WordPress versus some of the others is that kind of like the difference between an iPhone and an Android one is does everything you need. And it's really easy to understand. Um, but it's not super highly customizable. The other is infinitely customizable. But with all those options come the need for a much higher learning curve. Um, so that's the pros and the cons. I like the customization options on WordPress. And it's, it's, healthy and vast ecosystem of third-party plugins and themes and things like that and you get a lot of that on the other platforms too I'm not saying they don't have that but WordPress they like to tout that they power like 70% of the internet or something like that and mm-hmm. that's that's for a reason you know that's that's not a stat that anyone arrives at by happenstance mm-hmm.
0: yep uh, WordPress is definitely uh, prevalent out there and there's a lot of uh, options themes, um, you know, how, how your website appears, the colors, um, and it's also one of the things that uh, I like about it is uh, most of the themes are reactive. So you can have a website that somebody pulls up on a computer on a tablet or a phone, and it automatically reacts to the size of the screen, which is really great because we can probably all identify 10 years ago when you try to pull a website up on your you know smartphone, it was in really, really tiny print or, you, yeah. or the menus didn't work and those types of things. And now if you pull up most websites, they automatically change and you've got mm-hmm, menu, mm-hmm. uh, menu drop downs and different things like that for the menus that went across the top of it. And that well, that's that's what you have a Reactive website.
1: That's the benefit to Web 2.0 and 3.0 tools is it, it becomes much more DIY friendly. And it used to be that if you wanted your site to be responsive, you had to know how to hard code that and go under the hood and program it so that it you know, would recognize when a screen is beneath a certain width or what have you. But like you said, now all of that is done it's built into the software, so you, as a lay user, you don't have to do anything but just mm-hmm. supply the content. So it's great. I think a lot of folks who are terrified that they're not able to build a, a, a high-quality website on their own because they don't have any web design experience, they would be surprised, especially if you if you have any degree of tech. Curiosity, or even just tech tolerance—you don't have to be savvy. You don't have to necessarily like necessarily like tech, but if you if you have the patience to tolerate tech for the time that it takes to pull out a website, then you you'll be able to do it. Um, the 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 big companies, the tech giants, are battling each other for your business and. Their bottom line is based on your ability to build a website without any design expertise. So they are catering to folks like me and folks like you who don't, who are not professional web designers.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that I, I've used quite a bit is there's a ton of uh, YouTube videos that show you how to go along and work with WordPress. And there's also a ton of blog articles that tell you that if you want to go along and add specific capability, uh, probably somebody's out there has done it, um, has written about it, or has a video showing you how to do it, and that's uh, you know really great to take advantage of. And if somebody wants to go along, and you're you've got this you know great idea that you've never seen anybody else do. Maybe you do need a little bit of help, but at the same time, there's also plenty of people out there that, if you you know do a little bit of Google, uh, they you can see whether somebody's doing it and maybe who you want to engage with to see if they're able to build something along the lines that you want them, what you want your website to be.
1: Yeah, I uh, people are surprised when I tell them that I, I'm I am not I am absolutely not a web a web design. Expert, not like not by a long shot. I'm so far removed from that. And if you look at any of the websites that I've built, I can tell you that probably 90% of what's there, I didn't know how to do when I embarked on doing it. Instead, I was in the process of building the site and I said, you know, it would be super cool if I could take all of our Facebook reviews and all of our Google reviews and put them together on a carousel that just floats across the screen on a page. I have no clue how to do that. Let me go and Google it. And you know, and, and that's literally how I build websites is if I have an idea and I don't know how to do it, I'll Google it or I'll search for a YouTube video showing me how to do it, and then I'll just figure it out. Mm
0: -hmm. And either
1: it works or it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't work and I have to abandon the whole idea, that's still a thing. But more often than not, um, I don't know where to begin and I'll search and I'll read articles. And we're not talking weeks of investment of time here. This is, you know, 20 minutes and I'll I'll find something, either a step-by-step tutorial that explains how it's done or a third party plugin that was designed by a programmer who had the same idea that I did, but they have the expertise to build it, to code it. And then I just take their plugin and plug it into my website. And now I have the functionality I was hoping mm-hmm. for. Yep. So it's a lot easier than people assume sometimes.
0: Yeah. And, there, and there's a lot of plugins that are absolutely 100% free. Mm-hmm. There are also mm-hmm. other plugins that you have to pay a nominal fee you know, annual Mm -hmm. fee to, um, and I'm talking like under, you know, $10. And then there's other ones that you have to, you know, purchase a license that, you know, quite frankly, you know, do a lot more Mm -hmm. and that's where you go along and, um, you know, having, having a little, uh, technical fortitude Mm -hmm. to get in there and look and see what's there, test a few things out. I know on my website, I had a few, um, reservation systems that I plugged in, tried it, didn't like it. Uninstall it, boom. That's exactly. as simple, simple as uh, you had to do it. And you know, found one I liked, and then puff put that into it, and everything. Uh, you know, been been gangbuster since because that's that's really nice to uh, when you can install something and you you know get the get the verification you get hooked up to paypal you get hooked up to a credit card processor and then you see the payment come through and then you you see it show up in your bank account and it's like yes i did something
1: and and speaking of you you asked earlier about advice that that we give to folks and and that would be the second one i'd say the first one is probably to put some more color and images and and um, videos and sound on your website. But the second is have a way for people to register for your class on your website. I, I can't tell you how often I've heard from students who signed up for our class um, because they were looking at another class and it said, you know, call me to register or mail me a check or something like that and and the students would say well, I'm not sending a check to some total stranger you know that I've never spoken to and and I just wanted to I finally got up the nerve to sign up for this class and now I have to spend 20 minutes digging up you know, contact information and send emails and whatnot, a stamp
0: and everything else like that.
1: That's right. That's right. So uh, you want to take advantage of that. You know, I'm ready to buy, and if somebody's ready to buy and you haven't given them a method to do so, then you very well may lose that sale.
0: I think I, I think of it like Amazon. You know, how many of us have, haven't ordered something to Amazon, and we go to Amazon and we purchase. You know, we go, we go there looking for one item, right? And as soon as you buy one item, what's it say? Hey, other people have bought these same items with it. Have you thought about buying this and buying this and buying this? Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you've got four or five items on there. And that's the <laughs> same type of thing to where, you know, if you can have a uh, cart uh, technology to it, you can do, the, do those things to allow people to uh, mimic what they're already doing on Amazon. Guess mm-hmm. what? You can you can be uh, take advantage of that also. Uh, sure. versus going along. Yes, at one time calling somebody and say, Hey, I'd be interested in your class worked. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. one time it was like, Hey, go along, fill out this form and mail me a check with its information worked. But in today's world, um, you know, Amazon, you know, way they are conducting business right. is the way everybody expects it. In fact, uh, I can't tell you how many times when you talk to somebody and uh they're dealing with a merchant to where like, you know, it's gonna take them, you know, four you know, two to two to four weeks to give you a credit for an item. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Amazon, I go along, return it. They give me the return postage, everything I drop it off at, at the UPS store. And mm-hmm. within like an hour or two of me dropping it off, they've already credited me the amount and I can spend it, you know, back on their website or goes back to my credit card, whatever it comes down to. I mean, that is the yeah. that that is the Amazon economy that we are are in right now that we've got to make sure our, that we take advantage of with our students, and not give them more hurdles to go through.
1: That's true. And, you know, it's another issue of perspective that I try to remind folks of, because that is the economy. And we have no say in that. It's not, the, the issue is not whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. The issue is whether that is a thing. And it absolutely is. So from our standpoint as firearms trainers, we can be Self righteous and indignant, and say, "Well, you know, if if they're too lazy to find a stamp, then I don't want them in my class." Okay, you can have that attitude. It might hurt your bottom line. Um, it might significantly reduce the number of people you have in class. Um, on the other hand, you could take the the perspective of, "Well, let me." see what world my potential customers are living in and meet them there. And then Mm -hmm. maybe they'll patronize my business, you know? And again, this is all within the sphere of, trying to reach the the beginner target market. Now, if you get up to the level of the, the Scott Jedlinski's and the Tom Givens's and the Craig Douglas's, you know, Craig doesn't have to m- market. <laughs> his name alone will sell his classes. Same with Tom, same with a lot of the big famous trainers. But th- those folks are going to attract people who are not looking for a particular class. They just want to train with fill-in-the-blank-famous trainer. That's different. I'm talking about the local trainers and the regional trainers and the folks who are hanging out shingles who need business and they're marketing to, you know, Jane, Q, soccer mom. Mm-hmm. You've got to really be strategic in how you reach those folks because your name alone is not going to cut it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, I think one thing, too, you know, even if you're a big-name trainer, uh, you need those kind of systems in place because, mm-hmm. um, you know, Scott Jelinski, he's scheduling classes out right now for 2024. Um, mm-hmm. If he had people calling or mailing him checks or doing different <laughs> things like that, his, his uh, COO, his wife, in other words, uh, Beth, yeah. would be going absolutely crazy. I mean, yeah. they've got an electronic is, system,
1: right? <laughs> I don't know how Bev would have, she would need it. She needs a whole staff now, but, but if they did it that way, she would need an army of staff to handle mm-hmm. all that. I it's mean, just,
0: she needs something yeah. where people can automatically register. Mm-hmm. Your credit cards are charged. she gets a roster, she goes along, gets all the pertinent information. So mm-hmm. she can focus on the, uh, on the more important things like, okay, what, if, what, what are we going to schedule in January 24th? Or what are we gonna what are we gonna do about this this week or that week and getting the information out to the students of next week's class so they've got everything that they need um, you know those are more value add pro, value add things and going along and um, processing a uh, credit card uh, and that's that's what we've got to look at you know your Amazons prioritize you know what activities they do uh to to what makes them money and as instructors we should be thinking about the same thing that if uh we can make it easier for our students to get our classes take our training make it that way um for it it definitely makes it uh so much easier it'd be in my mind it would be very similar to saying you know i'm a cash only business some instructor or you some people take it and bring you cash on the flip side of it um do we really want to go along and be dealing with all that cash on the you know, morning of a class and have somebody say, "Oh, wait a minute, you know, I'm twenty dollars short," or mm-hmm. you know something? Oh, I forgot my checkbook.
1: Um, yeah, do you? No, really I'd rather ha- I'd rather have change. everybody
0: paid, <laughs> and then it's like, okay, sign the waivers. Let's get uh, let's get moving.
1: Absolutely, I agree. and going back to something you said about Amazon, which is probably the gold standard for you know successful sale conversions
0: e-commerce yeah mm-hmm. um,
1: you can you can do similar things with your uh, sale of services, you know your classes. And that's something that, that's something else that we do at Citizen Safety Academy that I didn't know how to do that I just learned through Googling and through trial and error and through watching tutorials. And so when you go, when you buy something on Amazon and it starts suggesting other products to you and you end up buying five things instead of one things, that's called upselling. And if you are, if you build your website on WordPress, you can go to the plugins library and search for upsell. And find, you know, a dozen or so plugins that that give you the functionality to upsell classes. So let's say, you know, somebody buys um, Rob Beckins' level one handgun, and then you upsell them. But wait, before you go, you can get level one and level two together for 20% off. And, you know, mm-hmm. and if you make that sale, right, and it's all automated. So you don't have to do it where, you send them an email and they have to call you and get the discount code. It, it can all happen on your website. All of that is possible. And online training in the age of COVID is now a thing. And I'm going to refrain from saying, I told you so. But <laughs> <laughs> no one thought that was possible five years ago, I and mean, I've been teaching people how to teach online classes for the last fifteen years, and so I'm glad to see the training community finally opening its arms to online training, and that's something else that, uh, our, you know, our colleagues could really use to boost their bottom line because the overhead could not be lower. I mean, to put on an online class costs you, the trainer, almost nothing. And so what people pay to register for an online class is almost pure pop pure profit Mm -hmm. so you can you know with a with a good functioning website you can build all of that right into your into your course calendar have people register jump on a zoom call or webex call or what have you and then you know you don't even have to worry with trucking all of your equipment to the range
0: Mm -hmm. yep and uh, that allows us to go along and use our you know training aids you know include videos do those kind of things and it can be very uh, interactive with students um, Mm -hmm. if you want to, or you can make it, you know, here's an informational course on, you know, how you go along clean a firearm. I mean, who?
1: Exactly. We have that on our website and we have, and there's, there's two different ways, you know, you can do synchronous or live um, online courses where you're, you're on a zoom call at in real time, or you can do on demand or asynchronous classes. And the great thing about asynchronous is you don't have to do anything like you once you build the class it's video based you're not there at the same time as the person watching the class so once you build it anybody who signs up for it they take the class on their own and you just collect the money so mm-hmm. you build the class one time and then you can leave it for purchase as long as you like and we've got a couple of classes posted up there and are they huge money makers for us? No. I mean, we're not having 50 people sign up for these classes every day, but you've got to look at it from the standpoint of, well, how much work does it take for us to offer this class? The answer is now zero. Um, how much does it cost for us to offer this class? The answer is zero after the the initial building costs. Mm-hmm. You know, how much time does it take for us to offer this class? Zero. What kind of facilities and equipment do we need to offer this class zero so we we literally have to do nothing and someone finds our website and signs up for a video based class, then we make forty bucks and we haven't lifted a finger
0: and that that person could be literally anywhere in the world
1: that's right, and yeah. the biggest bonus in my opinion to Those kinds of classes is that the way we built ours is we, we infuse those classes with reasons why they should continue beyond this and take in-person training. Mm -hmm. Um, we're not, even though I'm glad that the training community is, is embracing online training, I, I don't for one second think that online training is enough for anybody who expects to become proficient with a firearm. So, but I do think that it can be an effective on-ramp to get people's appetites whetted, to get people curious, to get people confident enough to go ahead and take the next step to to in-person training. So we, we design our online training in such a way as to show people all the reasons why they really should continue on to in-person live training. And we get a lot of return on that investment. We have a lot of people who sign up for our online, excuse me, for our live classes. And we say, well, you know, what made you sign up? Or how'd you hear about us? And they'll say, we took your your online class and decided to come back for more. Mm -hmm. It's gotten to the point now where I will see people just on the street. And I've had, it's happened to me three times now where someone has said to me, I know you, you're the girl in the video and I have no idea what that means. And then as I'm talking to them, it, it, it turns out that they took our online class and they recognize me from the modules that I taught. So it's, it's really cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Well, I think uh, what, what you were talking about where we've got to meet the students where they are and because there's a real, I've been around guns for a long time. Uh, I know you have too but we also really have to think about you know those new shooters beginning shooters um, there's a lot to overcome for them to go along and say hey i'm going to i'm going to go along and take a class that maybe the rest of my family you know doesn't yes. understand why i want to do that Absolutely. i'm going to do something that my you know, you know, my friends are going along and saying, well, you know, why waste your money doing that? You know, I want to buy a gun, but you know, no, I don't know anybody else with a gun. And those are, those are the types of things that they've got to overcome before they feel comfortable. They're like, you know, I got a gun. I I got my own reasons for it, but now I need to go along and get that in-person training so I can do it properly. It's not just uh, going to be a paperweight in my house. It's uh, going to be Mm -hmm. something that I'm going to live with and, you know, make it part of my lifestyle.
1: Absolutely and and the person you're describing was me. I when I took that first class, I had considered taking a class for probably about 2 years before that point. And so I ironically it's one of I think the my biggest strengths. I think it's one of the the biggest contributions that I can make to the instructor community is that I'm one of those instructors who vividly remembers being afraid of guns. Like most of my buddies who are also instructors, they, they came out of the womb, guns blazing and they have no concept of not being comfortable around guns. They just don't have that memory in their, in, in their psychology. It's just not, Mm -hmm. there's no parking space for it to use a William April term. Um, and so I like sharing that experience with fellow instructors, just to remind them that, you know, hey, this isn't as easy for a lot of people as it is for us. It's not as easy for most people as right. it is for us. It's actually the, the exception rather than the rule for somebody to be perfectly comfortable and not the least bit afraid in the vicinity of a firearm.
0: Yeah, Uh, I think, you know, I used, you know, talking about Hollywood before about how much, you know, they program people and think they can just pick up a gun and be a John Wick. It also works the other way, too, to where when you watch the nightly news, when you go along and watch the politicians Mm -hmm. and they're talking you know negatively about guns, you know, they're talking about, you know, something and and all of a sudden you're going to cross that line and, and be part of that group that maybe that politician you support isn't being, you know, very nice to, you know, calling pe- those people names and things like that. And those are all, uh, parts that as instructors, we need to realize where our students are coming from, because those can be very tough, uh, spots for people to come over. I, you know, I've had students that, that have been shaking. You know, holding a blue gun, you know, completely sure. inert piece of plastic. Yeah, but I've so also had it. other people that have jumped for joy when they finally pulled the trigger because they've gotten over all those hurdles and they've realized that now they've achieved something that they weren't sure maybe a couple of years ago that they would ever, ever be able to do. So you, you touched on a gratifying? lot of good points there
1: isn't that gratifying as an instructor why mm-hmm. I just love love those moments but that that what you just said that point re, just kind of reinforces what i was saying earlier and why i think video is so important and why it's so important from a marketing standpoint to let your personality show for your potential customers because we have to we firearms trainers have to combat those negative images and stereotypes that a lot of people bring to the table. So you want your website to to leave no doubt about whether you are the stereotype that is that is created by the media, you know. Do you want people to go to your website, read it and say He sounds a lot like what they said on X news channel, or do you want people to see you talking, hear you talking, learn that you're, you're an it guy or you're a roofer or you're a welder or you're, you're a teacher. You're just like them. And, do you want people at your website to to have the reaction? You know, he's not or she's not at all what I thought a firearms instructor would be.
0: Yeah, we're um, not we're not in camo. We're not sitting there screaming right. and yelling at people. <laughs> we're actually human beings who, you know, that's just right. like them, that's we right. go to a job during the day, you mm-hmm. know, and we've got the same concerns they have. We've just have, you know, crossed the line that maybe they haven't crossed quite yet and going yeah. along and have more of a concealed carry lifestyle.
1: Yeah, I think that right there would probably be would probably give, you know, the biggest boost to the firearms training community in general um, from a marketing standpoint is if we as individuals would do more proactively to let our individual personalities shine through um, in our web footprint. And there's too many folks who just let a wall of text suffice to potentially pull in uh, new trainees. And I don't think, I I, I would love to see trainers do more to show their faces, show images, show themselves being silly and not taking themselves too seriously. I, I love the series of videos that that uh, Tim Kelly and the Apache uh, group out of North Carolina have put out where they they poke fun at each other and it's, it's kind of silly, but they're amazing shooters and just insanely talented. And I love for people who are curious about firearms owners and firearms trainers to see something like that and say, you know, he seems like a nice guy. He doesn't at all seem like the, you know, crazy, screaming, horrible person that I thought gun owners would be.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, hey, Tiffany, I think we could probably talk for quite a while because we've gone down and married up marketing and websites into a very interesting conversation. And hopefully, our <laughs> guests got a got a lot out of that. Um, yeah, but sorry let's get about to our that. Next,
1: I can talk a little bit. <laughs> no
0: problem. Let's let's get to our question we've been asking all our uh, guests this uh, year. Can you name an influential mentor that has influenced you to what you do to do today.
1: Yeah, that's an easy one for me. Tom Givens of Rangemaster Firearms Training Services.
0: Yeah, he's been a guest of ours and also a uh, very good instructor also. Um, Mm -hmm. Lots of experience there.
1: I mentioned at the beginning that he was my very first firearms trainer by sheer luck. And um, it's quite a bit of luck on my part, I must say.
0: Yep. I'm still hoping to get in one of Tom's classes um, for it. I uh, just haven't been able to match up our schedule in proximity uh, properly. So one of, the, one of these days, hopefully before he retires, I'll be able to get in his class. Uh, where can instructors find more information about Tiffany uh, Johnson and Citizen Safety Academy?
1: Sure. So it's uh, citizenssafety.com is our website. And if you search for Citizens Safety on any of the big social media platforms, you'll find us to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Facebook, we're pretty active. We've got several groups there. And you can also follow Citizens Safety Academy on Eventbrite and see when we're posting classes because we do travel around the country, mostly uh, east of the Mississippi, but we do get out west every now and then. So if you're interested in training with us, we would love to have you.
0: Yeah, you'll be in Cincinnati here in a couple months. So That's we'll see right. if I can make that.
1: Looking forward to it. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, thank, thanks for your time, Tiffany.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: That's a wrap for this episode. And let's announce this week's podcast prize winner. This week's winner is Ed, and they want an MCF flashlight. Next week, we'll be giving away a pack of 9 millimeter dummy ammo. Great for dry training at home or malfunction training on the range. So, Ed, keep your eye open for our email from concealedcarry.com. Remember, entries do not carry over from week to week. So, if you want to win a package of 9mm dummy ammo, go to podcast.concealedcarry.com to enter in for the giveaway. Visit our sponsors, especially the Farm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. Join us at the Guardian Conference on September 16th to the 18th of this year in Oklahoma City. Train with multiple world-class instructors during the three-day conference on a variety of topics from improving firearm accuracy, trauma medicine, to unarmed self-defense. Get your tickets now for early bird pricing and don't miss it. Subscribe to our podcast and also share it with your friends on social media. You can also search on all our podcasts at our website at firearmtrainerpodcast.com. Do you have a suggestion for a new topic, a future guest you want us to talk to, or you just want to say hi, email me at ftp at We bring you this podcast to support in the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America dedicates time, and energy, into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone.